We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. Today on our podcast, we'd like to welcome our guest, Joe Wetzel. Joe is not only a real estate agent, he also is a custom home builder and recently is the owner slash broker of Greater Midwest Realty. And he is on here today to not only discuss his real estate career, which started in 2012, but also what are the steps to take to own your own brokerage and what it is like running an independent brokerage. So welcome, Joe. Joe, thank you so much for being on um, our podcast. Welcome. So My I, pleasure, Lizzie and Brooke. I wanted to just kind of, I know a little bit about you, but I wanted you to kind of share with our listeners. Um, tell us a little bit about like your real estate career. So it's been a wild ride and at an accelerated pace so far. It's been, <laughs> been fun. So, uh, Let's see, originally getting into real estate. Let's talk about that first because that was a whole nother deal. Uh, originally, uh, even in high school, taking those kind of career tests on where you're going to be and what's the best job, oh, wow. uh, CEO and real estate agent kind of always uh, came at the top. So naturally, you just kind of, okay, that's what I'm, that's what it tells me to do. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so uh, I end up being a mover right out of high school for AAA movers. And uh, so housing was kind of already there. I was doing part of it, but that's obviously not not as sustainable for the body uh, in the long run either. So, uh, <laughs> and, the, and then flash forward 2009, so graduate 2007, and then 2009 um, went into the Marine Corps Reserves. And so went out to California for nine months, did all my training, and then came back. And that was kind of right, you know, 2010 wasn't, the best year for, for jobs out there. So I remember applying for multiple jobs and even government jobs, like driving inmates. And, uh, even in, in, I was, so at that point I'm a federal employee and I couldn't even get a, get a job. So it was like, we got to do something. And, and so thankfully my father-in-law owned a machine shop right in Blaine. And, uh, so I went back and packed parts, um, machine parts and then, you know, shipped them and did all that. And, uh, but real estate again was kind of always at the, in the back of my head saying that, you know, that's something I am interested in. And, uh, so 2012 decided to, uh, I used all of my vacation time to go take my real estate courses. And so got licensed in 2012, um, part-time agent up until even 2016. And, uh, and then finally took the, the dive, I should say. And, and I had four transactions in December. And so January of 2016, I quit the machine shop and, and pursued real estate full time. And I have not looked back since. Wow. So it's really only been like five years of full time real estate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so a, it's lot. Been, a lot has happened in that five years. a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So not only are you a real estate agent, but you're a builder as well. And so I want to know kind of what made you go down this new construction avenue or yeah, tell us more about that journey. So that's a that's a whole nother deal too. Um, <laughs> where it really comes down to is I, I helped a lot of buyers um, build homes with other builders. And so you're kind of going through the process and your average age of your builder is, you know, 50 plus years old. They've been in it for a long time. They're 
you know, they're set in their ways, so to speak. And so you see a different niche and how, how can you be different and set yourself apart? So, um, me being at the age I was, I said, okay, let's, well, let's explore that a little further. And so end up getting my contractor's license in 2018. And it also serves many different purposes now as well. So if, if clients have, uh, you know, insurance claims from, from hail and storms, you can be that, that trusted resource for them. Mm-hmm. If they even just walking through homes now, you know, if they're saying, okay, how much is it going to take to, what is it, what's the average cost to take out this wall? Or if we want to remodel it this way, or we want to do an addition and being able to just kind of know that and, and, and leverage that contractor's license, even on the real estate side is that it's been amazing to see what that does. I mean, if, if we're interviewing, um, different agent, if a, if a consumer is interviewing different agents and they say, well, what sets you apart? And I can say that I'm a contractor as well. So I understand, you know, a hundred percent of the home. That's kind of one of the biggest things that I struggle with in the industry is that you get a ton of agents who just don't understand the product they're selling. You know, how does the furnace work? How does the water heater work? How do I tell the age of a roof? Um, so that's huge for, for, just consumers, if you know that information, I mean, if you, if you go to like AT&T, for instance, and you, you ask, what's the best phone, those people list off every single feature about that home that you never knew anything about, but they know it like the back of their hand and real estate, you just, you don't always have that. So I thought that was very, very valuable to have. Um, and then just, like I said, giving the consumer a different experience on the build side of things on, you know, we know kind of the, you have a lot of cookie cutter homes out there and if you can offer something a little different or you know since i do have my license too i can find them help them find land and kind of just build a a package together with them so it's it's been a huge asset to have what a great i mean that's outstanding what a great way to continue to stay in front of your network because you can offer all various different services yeah and tips and tricks and stuff like that and i think especially like in this market like you know you may your dream home probably can get swiped right underneath your feet. But as if you can go in there with a client and be like, well, as a contractor, you know, you could easily do this and get your dream home or on the other side, like that's totally not attainable. Stay away. I think that's right. Amazing. Exactly. So what yeah, is involved exactly. in getting your contractor's license? Like, how does that even work? Do you like go take classes or take a test? Right, right. So I had no idea either. Right. Like I just, 2018, I'm like, I'm going to get my contractor's license <laughs> and, and what, what do I do? So I, I just went on, went on the old Google machine. And, uh, so it's a, so I, I would say you have to have some experience, right? You got to know kind of what code is or, or kind of how a home is built. So it's a two day course that essentially teaches you how to read the code book or where to find answers in the code book to, to pass the test. And so you take the test and you have four hours. It's 150 questions. It's the hardest test I've ever taken. And it's all open book. It's like the craziest test in the world, right? And it's open book. <laughs> and so the hard part though, is they, the, the questions they give you, it's, it's very specific or they give you one specific word. And then you have to go in the, either in the index or the table of contents or just know how to read that code book. And you know, you only have a couple minutes to answer each question. So you're flipping through thousands of pages of a book and you have to kind of know what you're looking for. So it's complicated, um, but I'm glad I'm done with that part now. <laughs> did you pass on your first try? I did. Awesome. I, and I, so even crazier story with that, 
so you take it down in St. Paul and I parked, I didn't read the instructions, right? I'm not, I'm not good at that. My, my brain doesn't think that way. So, uh, I parked in the wrong parking lot. And as soon as we start the test, then the, uh, the moderator or the proctor says, if you're parked in this parking lot, you have to go move your vehicle. So like four of us got up, had to go move it. Took me 20 minutes. So I've already knocked off 20 minutes on my four hour limit. And, uh, so then at the very end, like thinking that we got that extra 20 minutes, you know, credited to us. Uh, I still had, and I still remember it. I had 17 questions left and I had three minutes left because I asked her, I said, how much time do we have? Well, three minutes. Like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is not going to work well. So I went and out, seated out and, and tried oh answering just <laughs> guessing as best I could. So I'm walking out of there. Right. And, and they say it's going to take two weeks up to two weeks to get your, an email back to see whether you pass or not. So naturally like just a, the worst day in the world. Like I knew I bombed this test and, uh, Sure enough, because I was one of the last people to turn my test in, I was one of the first to be graded. So that worked really well. And uh, I got my results back that day, passed oh, nice. it, no idea how, and I never want to take that test again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so with the pandemic, Joe, have you seen like changes with obviously, you know, everyone has been hearing that the price of building materials are quite high. Have you seen changes um I, even with your customers who want maybe want to build that custom home or what does that look like? You know, that's, it's interesting. They are, so pricing is, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, a four by eight sheet of OSB is $36 or something right around there right now at the time of, of this. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how much it's gone up. Like I, I spec out a home or priced out a home in September and we put on hold to see what pricing would do. And I just priced it out again this month. And so in a six month period, it's gone up about $31,000. Oh. And so that's the cost of waiting right now. And I don't know if we'll see the price go down very fast, even this year. That's the unfortunate part. I mean, the, I think everyone's used to it. And, and I think what's fueling it is just the lack of supply. And it's people still want to build. Um, they're looking at it kind of a longer term where if your average person is, person is going to stay in a home for five to seven years, um, I'm having a conversation with them that you're going to be spending some extra money. Um, should the market ever do anything goofy and correct? I mean, this is a home that you got to be comfortable with living in for, for the long haul, or at least, mm-hmm. you know, ride that wave out. So, and I'm doing that the same, I'm having the same conversation in new construction as well as just previously owned stuff too i mean that's that's where people really got to think um long term because the appreciation we've had year over year has just been absolutely insane but to answer the question about the pandemic no i mean i i haven't seen a slowdown at all quite honestly we've been we've been blessed and thankful for that in real estate versus you know some other industries where we have record interest record low interest rates uh, low inventory and it's still fueling this, this kind of crazy market. So even when the pandemic started, you know, yes, we had some initial concern. Uh, are we going to be essential workers or, you know, what does the real estate industry landscape look like? Um, because of the moratoriums that have been put in place where, uh, homeowners can't be, you know, uh, 
renters or tenants can't be evicted. Uh, the foreclosures have kind of stopped. You can't foreclose on anybody. So we haven't seen really anything happen on that side of things yet. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I mean, there's still a ton of demand and, and a lot of buyers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I've I just have seen from different you know workshops Lizzie and I have attended is, you know, the people that are buying homes right now have been like almost unaffected by the pandemic, which is crazy to see this like yeah. group of people that have been unaffected. And then you see so yep. many people that have been affected, but not like our typical home buyer right now. Um, you're right, right. So, okay, you're a real estate agent, you're a home builder, you're a licensed contractor, what else? <laughs> Are you an ordained minister, Joe? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I take that test next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you also own your own brokerage called Greater Midwest Realty. So, yeah. tell us more about that. Why did you want to own and operate your own brokerage? My biggest venture yet. And, and the most kind of fulfilling of them all, actually. So um, 2012, I was working 50 hours a week at the machine shop and doing real estate 10, 20 hours a week or, you know, whatever, it, whatever came in. And uh, I remember my first closing I had in 2012. And I met, uh, it was actually Nikki Brodel over at All American and uh, James <laughs> Johan. Yep, yep. So I've been loyal ever since. Um, but we had a, after the closing, we kind of, we went to lunch, I think, or breakfast or whatever it is. And, and they were with Nikki and Jane and they were asking me, so what do you want to do in this, in this industry? Cause I was 21, I believe. And I go, well, I want to be a broker and own my own brokerage. And, and I was after right my first transaction, like I was, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they go, okay, sounds good. <laughs> you know, who the hell is this guy? And uh, so working 50 hours a week at the machine shop. And just doing real estate part-time, I started off at Keller Williams and it was like 20 minutes out of the way from, from where my, the machine shop was and home was. And I was only doing a few transactions. So I was like, I, it just doesn't, this model doesn't work for me right now. Right. And so I heard of greater Midwest realty from another agent. Um, and that agent actually still works here today. So, uh, kudos and, and I appreciate everything he's done to get me here too. So, mm. uh, it kind of a, a really cool story. So I transferred over here in 2012 and uh, worked here until 2017. And then, you know, the bigger picture entrepreneur spirit still shining bright in me. And I go, you know, I want to start a team or I want to go learn other brokerage models. And what does that look like? And so I actually went back to Keller Williams and I started a team called the freedom home team. And, um, our, second year in business we were the number two team at that brokerage and so yeah we had tremendous growth tremendous success uh attributed all to uh online leads so that's where kind of my niche was and uh so we invested heavily in realtor.com leads and we were getting 200 250 leads a month so it it was phenomenal right and uh but even so when i went to keller williams uh, Mary Peterson, the former owner and broker over at Greater Midwest, she said, you know, would you be interested in, in taking 49% ownership or, you know, what can we get you to stay? And I said, you know, I do want to go learn these other models, but I tell you what, if this opportunity ever presents itself again, let me know. And um, I just wasn't ready at that time. And uh, I, I felt that I need to go get some more experience before I, I kind of jump into that venture of it. So starting a team was a, a great precursor to, owning a brokerage and running it at a larger scale. 
And uh, so flash forward, every, every year we kind of stayed in contact. We would reach out maybe once a year or whatever and just say hi. And uh, 2020 came around and, and Mary was more serious and ready to retire at that point and, and explore that option. So uh, we met, chat all about it. Uh, came up with, you know, terms that worked for both of us. And, uh, so I, I originally invested 49% and, uh, and then flash forward of January of 26 of this year, uh, became full hundred percent owner of greater Midwest. So, um, yeah, my, my, uh, my dream from 2012 and goals, uh, flash forward and, and here we are now. So yeah, greater Midwest realty, it's been around for, you know, 20 years, um, Right now, as it sits, we I think we have right about 183 agents. Last year, did a 1,023 transaction. So um, it's just been phenomenal to see, to be able to see the scale on on running the team, running the brokerage, and now kind of where we can take that. So it's it's been absolutely phenomenal an experience, and and I'm blessed to uh, to fulfill that and and accomplish that goal, and and you know see my dreams come true yeah well first off congratulations, yeah, congratulations. and i admire the hustle Thank i you. mean from 2012 to now like everything that you've accomplished is outstanding so thank you so one of my questions is is that like um it's not like there is a like book for dummies and how to do this, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you can Google, <laughs> right. like how, yeah. how do you start your own brokerage? <laughs> but like, and so you were like, fortunately, like you had good bones to work with, right? Like you had systems and things sort of set up. So when it came to you owning fully of Greater Midwest Realty, what was like that first step that you did to make it your, make it your own? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's ever evolving, right? Like it's, we can't, we can't stay where we are or we go stagnant. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest things. And that's kind of where I like to essentially like macro manage or, or sit at the 30,000 foot view and say, where do we go from here? Right. And that's, um, with Keller Williams and, and just taking the big view of the real estate industry as a whole right now, there's, our market is our industry is ripe for disruption, right? And that's why you have all these tech companies coming in and, and there's so many different software tools that agents can use to simplify their life. And, and so I'm, I'm researching constantly about ways to innovate and the best tech to have and the best tech to offer the agents, um, you know, and do it at, so our, our model is a hundred percent model. So the agents only pay a very small flat transaction fee per transaction. And so naturally it's just, it's quantity based for us to, to drive revenue. So how do we get more transactions? Uh, well, with the first and easiest way is to have our agents each do one to two more deals a year, right? And 180 agents, you know, there's a minimum 180 extra transactions a year. Mm -hmm. So trying to, to research the best tech and the best software to, to really help them and, and, for them to be able to leverage their business so they can focus on the 20% that they're good at. And that's talking to people like I've never met a good agent. Who's also been a good paperwork person. Like just, those two things just don't yeah. go well together. So uh, we're implementing tons of stuff just to, to help agents have more time to do what they're best at. So we brought in a transaction coordinator it's in-house. So if they want to meet and, and have a consultation with the TC uh, person, you know, they can do that. They can, it's semi-customizable. So if they want to give the updates to the clients or if they want us to do everything completely for them and they don't touch anything, 
we have that option too. So it's, it's an, again, another flat fee for them. Um, we implement a listing concierge service where we'll do paid Facebook ads for them. We'll do all the, the postcards. Uh, we'll do the photography. We'll install it for sale sign. We'll do directional signs. So that's kind of where, where I'm bringing it. Um, we didn't have any of kind of that infrastructure and support for agents. And so that's the biggest thing we're pushing right now. And we're also looking at kind of different logo design, maybe even a name change. I'm not, we're, we're weighing out the cost and, and the ROI that we, her vision is for it. Yeah. Wow. I know a rebrand is a big investment investment. Yeah, we know it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so Joe, yep. I've, I've known you for a few years. You have, Three or four kiddos, remind me. Four, right? Four. Four, yep. yep. From uh, ages one to nine. And you're a devoted father, a devoted husband. How do you manage it all? How do you balance it all? It's uh, it's busy. And so everything that I do, I would not be able to do without my wife. So um, she's the, the number one supporter. Um, she supports me no matter how crazy my ideas or vision is. And so she is, she's my biggest cheerleader, uh, the biggest support. Uh, she stays at home, so it makes it a, a little easier. I, I personally don't understand how, how people do that. That is even like on a weekend, right? Like my head, my mind doesn't stop. I'm just go, go, go. And I can't sit still. And, and so when I'm at home and I, I get to experience that with the kids, I was like, I love my wife even more and more every single, every, every weekend. <laughs> because, just seeing that i mean it that is a that is more than a full-time job mm -hmm. and it but i'm blessed to to have her on my side and you know we each have our roles at home and uh so it works out really well i mean it's, it's a pretty well oiled machine and it, it just has to be to operate at that level so yeah i mean that'll be my one of my biggest regrets will probably be not having as much family time um during all this kind of growth period right um so really just setting that up and, and getting it to allow me to have more time with the family too. I mean, when I was an agent and you're running, you know, if you're, if you're doing that scale and you're doing 50, hundred transactions, I mean, that's a ton of time. So it, it's mm -hmm. nice to be able to take kind of a step back on that part of it and say, how can I develop agents and help them grow? And that's kind of really where, that's where I like being too, is how can I help other people achieve their dreams now? Right? Like I'm where I'm where I want to be or at least to an extent, like I, you know, again, if you, if you go, if you don't grow, you go, you go stagnant. So, um, but I'm better, I'm better suited to, uh, accomplish my goals. And I, and the nice part is I can kind of look back and help other agents kind of get to where their goals and dreams are too. So that's been, it's been a fun piece of it. Yeah, that's awesome, Joe. Well, thank you so much for sharing all about, all of this stuff because it's been a lot <laughs> um, yeah right right like i said a wild ride <laughs> so we like to share at the end where people can find you so do you um you know your website social media where can people find you yeah so really anywhere google me <laughs> um yeah. facebook i i love to get friend requests i'm i'm horrible at the uh, sending friend requests so uh, if people want to connect with me, please, by all means, or they can text me anytime. You know, we're available to to our agents. Uh, and so if any other agents have questions kind of about our model or, you know, how do you, again, there's no playbook for our 
real estate for dummies type thing out there. So <laughs> if people have questions like kind of what it looks at this scale and this level, I would love to connect and kind of brainstorm and see if that's something for you or even starting a team or, or like I said, whether this brokerage model is a good fit for you. Um, that's kind of, that's what I want to, that's my biggest kind of uh, vision right now or mission is how can we, as an independent brokerage, how can we compete with the bigger brokerages or, or more or less just let others know that independent brokerages have everything that the big brokerages have too. Mm-hmm. So it's time to start exploring those options. So yeah, I would love to connect with anybody. Um, Facebook friend request me my number, uh, 763-772-7898. Text call anytime. And uh, that's, that's great, but that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. And I think um, everyone is going to get some good, valuable information on here. So thank you so much. I sure hope so. Lizzie and Brooke, you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I mean, it's it's, it's a blessing. and It's actually my first podcast. So Woo-hoo. let that go down in history. You guys, <laughs> you guys were the first. Yeah. <laughs>